Hey there. Welcome to Coffee with the Docs. We are a holistic lifestyle podcast where we give integrative solutions and bring brilliant experts to help you thrive, mind, body, and spirit. We are doctors Nicole Huffman and Abby Kramer, and we're so happy you're here. All right, everyone, welcome to Coffee with the Docs. Today, I am so excited to have an amazing practitioner and dear friend, Andrea Fagenholz on our podcast, and she is a hypnotherapist. So I'm going to introduce you guys to Andrea first, and then we'll get started. So hypnosis supported Andrea in a time when she struggled to find her center. After her first session, she felt confidence and clarity like never before. A light turned on. Doors of opportunity started opening. And just like that, a career shift to finding her purpose within the wellness industry began. Hypnosis aligns conscious desires with subconscious patterns. It allows you to take your power back, break free of limitations, and create the reality of your choosing. Everyone deserves to feel heard, loved, and safe. She knew her purpose was to guide others towards feeling, seeing, and being the best version of themselves, regardless of the role they play. All right, welcome, Andrea. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Of course, I cannot wait for this episode um, and to share with everyone more about what you do because I've benefited so greatly from your work. Good, I'm excited too. This will be a fun one. Totally. So first, we always start every episode with talking about what are you drinking? So my go-to in the morning, um, but actually all day, would be hot lemon water um, with some ginger in it. So that's my current go-to. That's my current drink of choice. What are you drinking this morning? I have some mint green tea. Mm, Mint anything. Totally. Um, all right. And what is your latest biohack? Good question. So for me, I use, and I'm sure I'll talk about this later, a little bit later on, um, EFT, which is emotional freedom technique. It's a Mm -hmm. tapping, um, technique. I use it frequently. Um, but lately I've started to begin this habit of tapping in the shower in the morning or at night whenever I am taking a shower. And I feel like it just grounds me in a different way. So I feel like when I'm in the shower, I kind of have that time mentally to think or reflect or whatever it may be. And if there is something that maybe perhaps bothered me or just didn't settle right, Right. um, it seems like such a good time to do it because there's no other interference. Totally. I love that. You're actually the second person that does tapping that has told me that's when they do it. That's so funny. I used to do it like in like in the car before yeah. I would get out to like go places. So I'd yeah. be like sitting in the car tapping and I still do that. But I don't know. I feel like something about the shower is right. just so calming in the first place. Well, I think it's so smart to like take advantage of that time mm-hmm. when you're For really sure. you're not doing anything else. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. You're not right. <laughs> you have nothing else phone going on or whatever. That's great. 100%. Okay. Well, I'd love to start with you just telling us your story. How did you like find your way into hypnotherapy? Because it's kind of such a niche thing that a lot of people don't really know much about. Absolutely. I, um, 
So yeah, my journey is a little bit unique. I started my career in public accounting um, and I was there for like, I don't know, a good five or so years. I interned and stuff through college and I just had a little bit of a challenging time balancing my stress and anxiety, which was completely self-imposed, just Mm -hmm. my personality to want to do the best. Um, And so I was trying to look into different holistic modalities for managing those feelings that I didn't enjoy experiencing. And I luckily enough am married to, um, a chiropractor, but one that does far more just like you do and was learning so much about like the emotional state and the subconscious mind, Mm -hmm. um, and frequently got treated with, um, NET, um, whether it was by, you know, my husband or by a different practitioner such as Dr. Abby or Mm -hmm. Dr. Nicole. Um, and it just opened my eyes as to how much freedom exists once you can really clear some of those subconscious patterns or beliefs or behaviors or whatever it may be that's deep rooted. And I was exploring just other modalities that also touch on the subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. And someone, I had like three people probably recommend to check out hypnotherapy within, I mean, a matter of a few months of each other, which I feel like hypnosis is not as widely talked about. And so to me, I was like, what is this? Like, why do I keep getting people referring me or telling me to go check it out? And so I finally did. I went and go, went to see a hypnotherapist. And just after one session, it was a long session. It was like three hours. Um, cause we talked for a while afterwards. I just knew that it was something I needed to do. I had to share with other people. It was something that was so powerful, but just not, didn't have the amount of awareness that Mm. you, that in my opinion, it should have. Um, and so that's kind of where it all began. I, just from that point forward, I don't know, something about like my confidence just skyrocketed. And I was like, this is what I need to be doing. I decided to wrap it up at my prior job and, um, you know, left in beautiful terms with the people who I grew so much from being there um, Mm -hmm. and learned so much and have so much experience that I can now utilize within this industry. So right. Well, and I love that you just had the courage, like, you're like, yep, that's what I'm doing. And you just like dove in head first. Yeah, it was scary. I, there was a lot of tears for sure. Um, <laughs> Probably a lot of a lot of, a lot of clearing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I got there and once I really just let go, honestly, and it, I know it sounds like the words sound so easy and it so can be so challenging to do. But once I just really did kind of try to avoid feeling as though I have to control everything um, is when everything just legitimately started to fall into place almost in a way that I was like, what is going on and how is this possible? Totally. And then what is, tell me about the training process to become a hypnotherapist. Yeah. So coming from my background where I like did the CPA and there was so much like rules and structure, um, it was really important to me to find a program that resonated with me in the sense of like, feeling adequately trained and feeling Mm -hmm. like I had the experience coming into a market like this. And so I did a lot of research as to what was out there. And there's really only, I believe, two accredited hypnotherapy schools. And one of them happens to be up in Tarzana, which is not necessarily close to me, but it is possible. So it was like a two hour drive for me. And so I went up to school um, one day just to do like a little campus tour. And 
when I walked in, I was like, okay, I'm doing it. Like, it's going to be a drive and that's okay. This is temporary, but this is an right. investment for the rest of my life. Right. So yeah, that's, so it's a year program up in Tarzana. Um, I, the school is called Hypnosis Motivation Institute, HMI. Um, and they do like six months of more like intensive, you know, really learning about hypnosis and the techniques and the tools and how it can be applied, et cetera. But the best part of it all was just the practice time. Yeah. We just had ample amount of time to really practice with each other as well as like see real live clients being like, you know, being sh- like their shift happening right right in front of our own eyes. So when I think that's so important, you can take a program or a workshop or get a certification, but how you really gain confidence and like learn how to put it together, I think is from that practice. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, tell us, like, what is your definition of hypnotherapy? So for me, I would say most of the most important piece is just recognizing that hypnotherapy is just working with the power of your subconscious mind. And um, it's not like the movies. It's not like the TV shows. It can be. There is definitely stage hypnotist and Mm -hmm. that exists. Um, But my goal is really to hone in on some of that, like, personal development. And so if you almost... And I'm going to do a little run through kind of like I do with my events. But if everyone listening kind of just closes their eyes for a moment um, and visualize or imagine this circle in front of you. And what I want you to do is I want you to fill in that circle, um, about 88% of it in the color yellow. And then I want you to fill in the remaining 12% in the color red. And then draw a line in between the red and the yellow with the color blue. Now, if you see that yellow about 88%, that consists of your subconscious mind. And that red, the 12%, is your conscious mind. Mm. And then that blue line between the two is what we call the critical mind or kind of like your bodyguard, your gatekeeper to the subconscious. So if you really think about it for a moment or if you visualize this, the subconscious controls, I mean, a good portion of your total mind power. So if you can learn to communicate and connect with the subconscious, you could shift your life in any way you imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I would say my definition of hypnosis would really be is just connecting with that subconscious mind, letting go of things that don't serve us, but not necessarily just letting go and creating this blank space. It's then creating and guiding the subconscious mind in the direction that you you do see fit. Right. Well, and I love that you spoke to that 88% because it's so important and you know, I talk with patients about this as well, you know, through other techniques like neuroemotional technique, um, like how important it is to work with the subconscious. I think so many people don't really understand that, mm-hmm. especially when they're trying to um, use affirmations or journaling practices, or meditations, like they're doing all the right things. Right. And but if you're not really accessing that subconscious mind, think about how hard it would be to get a result if you could like only work at 12% function. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like if you're trying to work out or whatever and, and you can only use 12% of your muscles, like it's going to be pretty hard to lift that barbell. Right. And so like, that's the question is like, yes, anyone can be like dedicated and hardworking and whatnot. But I have a really hard time, honestly, even using the word like hardworking, because what does that mean? Do yeah. you really like, and does it have to be hard? Does there have to be like this, like intense resistance? Well, if you're not in 
engaging with the subconscious, yeah, maybe there does. But if you can engage the subconscious, I mean, ideally, that shift can happen pretty gently Mm -hmm. versus having to feel this like constant pushback. For sure. I love that. So what for people listening, you know, I think a lot of people have seen like the magic shows or the hypnotherapy, mm-hmm. you know, at our high school graduation party, we had a hypnotherapist come and like make yeah. people do stupid things, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably most people's experience with hypnosis. And that's about as far as it goes. So what type of like symptoms, conditions, issues that people are having could hypnotherapy help with? So I'd say the list is endless, but I was going to say, you're probably going to say everything. (laughs) Um, But hypnosis can really help you conquer. I mean, stress, anxiety, fears, that resistance that I was talking about, really getting to where you desire to be your goals and aspirations, meeting those and not feeling that same level of resistance you might feel if you aren't engaging the subconscious mind, Mm -hmm. Um, career shifts, career success, personal development. I mean, weight release, restful sleep, mindful pregnancy. I could keep naming, but I think you're getting the gist of where I'm going. Right. Basically anything. I think especially if people have a certain, let's say, goal they've been working towards for so long and they're feeling like they're plateauing, you know, Mm -hmm. let's talk about weight release, for example, right? Someone wants to lose 25 pounds and they're at that 20 for six months, right? Like, what is that about? You know, they're doing Mm -hmm. all the right things. You know, where's that extra, that resistance with that last five pounds? Absolutely. And I'm sure as like you may talk to, but I feel like that emotional component of it is so strong. And that's um, a piece that I think we can easily get distracted by other factors, especially for weight release, where we're so focused on what we're eating, how we're moving our body, mm-hmm. et cetera, that it's kind of like, okay, well, now let's go inward because what's going on internally that maybe we're not, you know, paying enough attention to or giving enough love to. Yes. And well, let's, so let's delve in with that because I feel like the weight release is such a big one. Um, what have you found with people is like that makes the big difference between people achieving or what do you feel like people are like holding on to emotionally or energetically that prevents weight loss? Yeah, honestly, it varies so much. I can't say there's like one specific thing for each, you know, client, but I would say that, um, I see a lot of like fear of rejection or really fear of like, who will I be then? So if I let go of this if I release this weight, Mm. who am I type thing, especially if it's been something that's kind of been with you for a few years or whatever it may be. It's kind of like, who is this person going to be? Like, how do I associate with that person? Like, how are people going to view me or how am I going to view myself? Um, almost this just like fear of like, what does that even look or feel like? Right. So like if part of their identity has been, I have this extra weight or I've been like the chubby kid or whatever. Like it's kind of hard to let that go on a subconscious level, of course. Right. Right. Because consciously these people like want nothing more than to lose that weight and feel better in their bodies. Yeah, absolutely. And deserve to lose the weight or be in whatever shell that they want to be in. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I agree. It's just, there's a lot of other underlying thoughts. What pattern I've seen a lot with weight, especially with women is that it's a protection safety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Whether it was like they had, uh, maybe they experienced an abusive relationship or 
they didn't want like to be viewed as objects you know so it's right. like safer to put on some extra pounds essentially right. as like a barrier right. absolutely so interesting or even just any other like emotional you know instability that might have come about where it's like they maybe didn't act like externally express how they were feeling mm-hmm. so internally that like that hold on those emotional charges kind of created this like extra layer of protection that the subconscious mind is going, well, wait, this kept me safe for all this time. So why would I release this now? Yeah. Like it's almost like unsafe or dangerous to get rid of that protection. Right. And I think that comes in really strong. Um, just with all of my work is really ultimately what it comes down to is getting the subconscious mind to feel safe because Mm. all it wants to do is protect us, which is such a beautiful thing. It's just when it's trying to protect us with things that don't serve us with beliefs or patterns that we no longer would want to continue with. And so if we can just really show that subconscious mind, like you are safe, you, I am safe. I Mm -hmm. am secure. I am stable, whatever it may be that we're really working through. Um, that's where the magic gets to happen then because mm-hmm. the subconscious goes, oh, wait, like this does feel good. Um, right. And then it can actually move forward. I love that you spoke to that so much because I, in one of the other techniques I utilize called the lifeline technique, it really talks about that safety aspect, which is so important because as um, patients of mine start, I'm sure you've seen this as people open up to this thought of like emotions and emotional realities in the subconscious mind some of them then get frustrated and they're like, Mm -hmm. but why did I do this? Like, why did I create this barrier, this resistance? Like it's so illogical, you know? And I'm like, yes, it is. And and the subconscious has no logic. And you also need to know that your body, your system, your subconscious did exactly what it was supposed to do. Right. And it did. It was protecting you. Exactly. It did like the best it could at the time Mm -hmm. with the tools you had, which you know, if we're talking about someone when they were like five, right, that didn't right. feel safe and put up this wall, um, like, thank goodness you did that when you were five. You did that to survive. Right. But now and you don't need of, to. And most of, at least through my school and most of the knowns or associations that are built up in that subconscious will come from the age of like zero to eight years old. And so mm. I almost think of the subconscious like a child in a sense. It's incredibly right. intelligent. But at the same time, um, you know, a child where some, when something happens, even if it's not this extremely large, massive, you know, life-changing event to a child, it could appear that way. Right. And so those emotions, although to an adult and to us now might seem like, what? Like, I don't think I thought that, or there's no way that that's what seemed to happen. But to a child, it, it's very, very possible and not even possible, but it's realistic it's the reality. to a child. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I love the example of, you know, when there's like a, a one-year-old in the shopping cart with mom at the grocery store and mom turns around to grab, you know, a bag of chips or whatever. Mm-hmm. To that one-year-old, they could start screaming and literally think that mom is leaving and never coming back. Yeah. But in reality, she's just like grabbing a bag of chips, you know, perception. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So if your perception at the time is like, I'm deserted, mom's never coming back when like that gets triggered. It's that dramatic of a and traumatic of a response. Absolutely. So I'd love for you to tell us, how do you utilize hypnotherapy in your life currently? Right. Um, 
So this one I think is a mix. I, um, okay, I'm gonna take a step back. One other thing is that I feel like most people don't understand is that we're actually naturally in a state of hypnosis numerous times throughout the day and specifically at least twice. Mm-hmm. Um, those being right when you wake up in the morning for that first about 30 minutes and then right when you're about to fall asleep, the 30 minutes before falling asleep. And so self-hypnosis can be extremely powerful during those time frames. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of that control and that power is right in your own fingertips and your own mind. And so me personally, I'm very, very protective of those 30 minute time windows in the morning and before bed. Um, I've just found like what works for me. So that's a lot of the time when I'll do like my visualization or my imagery through my own mind, whether mm-hmm. it's going like going through my chakras and balancing my chakras or whether it's, you know, manifesting, imagining what it is that I'm moving towards, or right. for that matter, it could just be listening to one of my own, I see a hypnotherapist, my mentor, and maybe it's just listening to the recording that I have from our session, whatever it is, I'm really focused on like, what's going to benefit me? What do I want to drop into my subconscious right now? Because during those 30 minute time frames, you are open to suggestions. So the question is, what type of suggestions do you want to be giving yourself? Right. Um, and so that's probably like my main focus. I apply hypnosis and just the verbiage like throughout every day, all day. I mean, just the way you talk to yourself or the way you think can mm-hmm. shift everything um, into like the positive, right? So it's like not like not thinking I want this or not thinking um, if I get this. It's more so like when, this happens or, you know, really talking in that concrete, like as though it is going to happen because it will, if you, if you allow it to. Right. Um, So that shows the power of how important our language is, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I would say that those are the, probably the key ways that I incorporate it. But then, I mean, even just outside of that, it's like, I catch myself, I teach, um, I teach Legree at Trim Fitness Studio, which is in Costa Mesa. And even when I'm teaching my class, like I just like, it's so natural to me, to me now to catch myself where it's like, they're shaking, they're burning, they're fatiguing. And I'm like, just remember that right now your body's dropping into that fight flight. So what you're thinking that you might have to give up, that your body's not strong enough, like bl- exhale that out. And I want you to think that you're strong, that you can do this, right. that you have done this. You're because like it's hypnotizing so your class. I, I love it. Like, like when they walk out, they're like, but it's, it's so powerful because yeah. it's like those moments are so impactful and we don't even realize it. So everyone in California, go take Andrea's class and you'll get a two for one <laughs> with some hypnosis. Oh man. <laughs> and get your butt kicked. Yeah, right. I love it. So I want to talk to you. I see you on social all the time, like doing all these amazing hypnotherapy group events. Because I think most people, then if they think of hypnotherapy, they probably think you're in like a private room, like lying on a couch, that kind of like therapy. So how does that work when you do like a big event with 35 people? Right. Events are like my happy place. I, um, my goal is that awareness. And so I'm finding that the events are such a beautiful space to allow people to experience hypnosis and guided imagery in a way that feels comfortable to them. So maybe they don't have to dive in deep with doing a private session, but they can dip their toes Mm -hmm. um, and come with friends or come with a family member, whoever they feel safe with, or come by themselves, but at least they're surrounded by other people. Um, So with the events, this is the difference. 
individual sessions, we can work through exactly what it is that you're wanting to move through. Um, we can really dive into what we're ready to release and not even necessarily have to talk about it, but let it release naturally through some of the techniques that I use. Um, or whatnot. But in the group setting, what I do is I'll set an intention usually before the group and whether the intention is listed within the description or just me personally, energetically, I will go into the event and plan my imagery around that intention um, so that it's leading the subconscious mind into that direction, naturally being able to release what doesn't serve us and naturally being able to start to create and visualize, imagine what it is that we're moving towards. Yeah. With that being said, the person doesn't necessarily, the people coming into the event, they don't have to understand any of this. Right. Um, I always go through it in the, in the sessions. Like we'll usually write an affirmation statement, which is kind of like setting an intention, um, for themselves. Like it kind of, we get consciously thinking in that way so that then when we do go into that state of hypnosis, when we start that guided imagery, the mind already knows the direction that we're leading it right. in. I love it. So yeah, hip, the events um, are a beautiful space to kind of start exploring and just I've had endless and countless amount of people that come out, whether it's that evening or that day or it could be three months later and they're like, you have no idea the amount of clarity that like opened up. It felt like I like took this lens off or pulled back this curtain that I didn't even know existed basically. Um, right. Even just from just, the one event. Right, from it's this amazing. group setting where we're not working even individually on their things, um, and yet they get this, like, result that they honestly came in not even thinking they could achieve. Right, that's awesome. Now, I'd love for you to share with our listeners a couple client stories, like, awesome success stories, either where, like, maybe they had tried other things or they were looking for a really successful, you know, a really specific result and hypnotherapy was really helpful for them. Right. Um, so this one, like the first thing that just pops in my mind right now, um, is client, um, two different clients around anger and, uh, fear. And I would say, um, Really, it's just introducing and the awareness of the tools that are right there at our fingertips already. And I think the biggest piece is, and one of my favorite pieces, is that you get to go home with tools that you can use. Mm -hmm. um, you learn how to connect with the subconscious outside of just on the phone with me or in person with me um, or any other hypnotherapist that you connect with. Um, and I think that's really valuable because even once you pass up one of the, you know, achievements that you're moving towards, you know that you have those tools for anything in the future that comes through. Right. Um, and I think that it's really just understanding the mind and then embracing the client's power. And that's when the magic really just starts to happen because it's really letting go of some of that like resistance and then starting to allow that flow to naturally take place. Um, and I feel like where I've seen or heard, I guess the biggest difference would be and why hypnosis is pretty unique is that it not only creates this like safe place, um, that's accessible not only to the client on their own, but then with, with the hypnotherapist, but it also really gets to that like root, you know, similar to NET, mm -hmm. it gets to that mm -hmm. root 
But then on the, on like, in addition to that too, um, they get to create, it's like this playful feeling too. Like, well, a lot of people come in and they're like, I don't want this anymore. I don't want this. A lot of the don'ts, right? Like yes. I shouldn't do this, but it's like, okay, great. Hypnosis is very forward focused. So I, we listen, we talk through that, but then we will always, always, always focus then on, so where are we moving to? So explain what you are visualizing it to look like. Let's take out the don'ts and instead, what is it? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's honestly, hands down, my favorite piece of hypnosis because that, again, is just shifting the verbiage. And that's the verbiage that we need to shift, not just in session, but I mean, in our life. Yes, I ugh, I love this episode so much already. Oh. So because that's so I mean, I'll speak to um, my experience working with you. Um, it's just so powerful. And, and I think I'm assuming some of this also the verbiage comes from like neuro-linguistic programming, right? Yeah, 100%. So uh, the lifeline technique also uses some of that. And what okay. I love about it is it's all about like, great, all of this is happening. All of this that you're not choosing. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you choose? Like, where, right. are, you know, because it's like, regardless of pain or symptoms or holding on to extra weight or you hating your job great let's shift that what do you want right you know and a lot of where times are you choosing when you to ask go? that all of a sudden people are like uh, uh. they like haven't even <laughs> you know? thought about yeah. it right because they've right. just been focusing on all the stuff they don't what want. you don't want right yeah and so I, I mean for me when I worked with you and you guys will hear all about this in um the episode that's you can listen to my part three of my pregnancy episode where I talk about labor and delivery and Andrea played such a crucial role in the labor part of my experience going so smoothly. Mm, Um, So beautiful. And our sessions were all about that. I remember you taking me through and talking about, okay, what do you, when you visualize your birth experience, what do you want it to feel like? What does it look like? Like who is Mm -hmm. there supporting you and keeping me focused on that image and that feeling of like what I wanted it to be. And, And I think that's so important because anyone, everyone's, you know, what they choose and what they desire is going to be different too. Absolutely. Even just words like confidence. When someone says, I want to be confident, I have to say, what does confidence mean to you? Because to everyone, mm. confidence means complete something completely different. Yeah. It's so, so awesome. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah. What, because we've talked about hypnotherapy, but we've also mentioned several other tools that you utilize. What other right. techniques and tools do you use besides just traditional hypnosis? Right. So kind of like you mentioned, I would say that mm, I was going to say the two tools I use most, but that's probably, there's a lot of tools I use, but I would say I really hone in on, I use NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming in every single one of my sessions. Um, Mm -hmm. And then that's basically NLP is like working with the language of the mind and then reprogramming based on what you see fit or based on the direction you're moving in. Um, And I use EFT, the emotional freedom technique. That's the tapping, which is mm-hmm. like acupressure for your emotions. Um, so that would be releasing, you know, triggers or whatnot that you may have. Um, I use that again, probably in like 90% of my, sh- of my right. private sessions. 
um, and also do group events on that as well because I think it's a tool that honestly I am shocked they don't teach like to children in like the school system because if For everyone sure. could have that tool just growing up I mean amazing this world would be a different place yes. yeah um and then I would say like besides that a lot of imagery so a lot of therapeutic guided imagery is what I apply um, for myself as well as my clients um, and affirmation statements. Um, I would say those are probably like where I like really touch on on a day-to-day basis. Totally. Can you give us an example of something NLP-like of like how you could shift your languaging to be more effective? Good question. Um, yeah, for sure. So, okay, a few things. Um, what I think of right off the bat and this might not even necessarily be like NLP specific, but it is in the same ballpark is one thing. And I used want even a few times in this call and it's tricky to really let that word go. But when I think of want, um, the word want usually means lacking. Mm -hmm. And so if we use the word want in something like I want my loan, my student loans paid off, whatever it may be. I want, I want a house with six bedrooms. Um, it means that we're lacking into the subconscious mind when we're lacking something, it means that we will never achieve it. Mm. And so that would be a good example of like really shifting the words and shifting our viewpoint on it. Because instead of I want, let's create it into an affirmation statement. Let's act as though it's happening. Let's act as though it is literally in your horizon, current day, going to be, um, because it can be if you want it to be. Um, And so it's really just like, paying attention to the way that you talk to yourself as well as well as the way that you communicate with others. Mm-hmm. Um, just noticing when you have more of those like yearning for type phrases where it's like, let's not yearn for because usually we're implying that we won't ever get to that point then. Right. Um, does that Yeah, for sure. So how exactly would you phrase, let's go with the six bedroom house? I want a six bedroom house. How would you say that instead? So I instantly close my eyes because for me, (laughs) connecting like emotions and imagery is really powerful with this. So what I would say is I have a six bedroom house. Um, It feels extremely comfortable and homey to me that's filled with love and it's filled with light, whatever it may be. Or if you want to go into more details, the house is, you know, white with black window frames and whatever you can go into as much detail as you want but Mm -hmm. I would literally act as though I have it right now um saying that to myself visualizing in my mind feeling what it feels like to be in that house to play in that house to move around in that house maybe to clean the house I don't know but um all of that jazz and then it's like yeah so you're thinking like okay so how do I talk about this to other people. What if right. I sound like a crazy person being right. like, well, yeah, I have a six bedroom house. No, you don't. You're <laughs> so now you're just lying. Right. Right. On um, the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if anything with that, what I would say is like, so that's more like affirmation type. So if you're just talking about it, like to a person to person, um, it could just be more so just shifting the wording of like in the future, like this is what I'm moving towards. Like even just moving towards implies that you're going there, you know, right. um, versus wanting something. I love that. That's great to point out. Like, you know, you're at coffee with a girlfriend or whatever. And, you know, let's say you want a second home on the beach in Malibu. Like, right. You know, yeah. Down the road in the future, we'll be hanging out right. at my beach house in Malibu. Right. Exactly. Versus exactly. like, I want that one day. That makes so much sense. Right. And I think too, just like with NLP, like kind of getting back more to the NLP side of things too. It's really just even like the awareness of kind of, 
what programming and what language is just going on in your mind too. And I think it's something that like just takes practice, just like everything else does, honestly. Like if you pay attention to it more, if you have the awareness of it more, you're more likely to pick up on it. You're more likely to catch yourself and then be like, ooh, okay, that's okay that I thought that, but how can I shift that in the future? Right. Um, and so it took time. I didn't grab onto it within seconds. It's definitely something that took practice, just like everything else can take. So For sure. It, I think like I tell patients all the time, like more than half the battle is just like catching yourself in that pattern because right. then you have right. the awareness to shift it. Absolutely. And the awareness is the biggest piece. So, right now we've talked all about your amazing group events. What does a one-on-one session look like? Whether you're in person or I'd love to also hear about virtually. I mean, obviously I've experienced it virtually, but for our listeners, what does that look like? Yeah. So they both are going to look honestly the same. The only difference with virtual is that we're going to be on, um, I use this app called zoom. It's just a secure platform. Mm -hmm. So it's similar to Skype or FaceTime. Um, and so you can still see each other and it feels like you're live and interacting, but the person gets to pick where they are for hypnosis. So whether that's laying in their bed or sitting on their couch or wherever it is that they feel safe and comfy. Um, oh my God. Remember me? Like literally you guys, I was ginormo (laughs) pregnant, like laying on the floor in my office. Yes. You like had the actual computer screen set up. So you're like, like, can you still see me? I'm like, can you move the chair a little bit to the left? (laughs) Like I was ready to pop. I like really (sighs) put this off until the last minute doing that with you. But you know what? You did it. So it worked. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, So it's still fun because you still get that interaction. You still feel like you really connect with the person, which is my favorite piece of everything that I do is the connection. And I think it's so important, which is I'm getting off track, but now that I just thought of it, I feel like just your rapport that you have with whatever hypnotherapist you decide to engage with Mm -hmm. is one of the most important pieces because you're being vulnerable in this state. Right. And the sessions aren't just like a five second thing. My sessions are about 50 to 60 minutes. Um, and so really feeling safe and comfortable with this person, I think is the first step of getting to, place that you're going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, how the virtual ones work, which is similar to the live ones is you will, you know, get onto video. And then a lot of the beginning is talking, honestly, cause like we, like me and you just talked about, it's like me asking the questions of like, okay, so tell me what it is that you want. What's your priorities? Like, where, where are you moving towards? What are you ready to release? You know, basically like if you wanted to walk out the door today, what, what do you, envision yourself gaining Mm -hmm. out of hypnosis Mm -hmm. and then we'll dive a little bit more into um so now let's visualize what that is how does that feel let's connect emotions to it let's connect imagery to it let's connect whatever else that might feel strong any of our senses is going to be really Mm -hmm. honing in and then um then the last piece of the actual session is when I'll have the client close their eyes and basically they get to just be so their eyes are closed they're listening and I am guiding them through, you know, almost similar to like a state of meditation, but it's a very deep state and it's guided with, you know, an intention using my tools and techniques, but also using the language and cues that they express to me throughout their session. So explaining that a little bit more, um, when I say that it's because I'll write a lot in my session because Mm -hmm. if I can pick up on the words that the client uses, Um, of how they desire to feel, 
then those words will stick a lot stronger in the subconscious mind once I incorporate them with my tools because it's familiar. And again, the subconscious wants things that they, it has experienced before. Right. Well, and I think that is the importance of working with a practitioner like yourself, right? It's just going to be that much more effective than like buying a hypnotherapy CD, you know, not that that couldn't be helpful too, but if you're using the language that your subconscious understands the most, there's definitely a perk to having the one-on-ones for sure, because you get that individualized approach, which is rare and unique and really powerful for sure. Um, I think that the recordings um, can be really, really impactful too, similar to like the group sessions where it's like your subconscious does know what it needs to do. It does mm-hmm. know what, you know, it's ready to start releasing. Um, but there might just be more on your end of kind of like, you know, really playing with what that means and what does that look like? How does that feel? Like you just have to kind of internally think about that a mm-hmm. little bit more without having those direct questions, I guess, right. asked and engaged. Well, and you provide all of your clients with a recording, correct? Yeah. So then for the private sessions, I will record the state of hypnosis side of things. um, And then they get that recording to listen to. And I usually recommend they listen to that during those beautiful magic 30-minute timeframes every day Mm -hmm. um, or as often as they feel necessary. Really say, you know, trust your intuition, trust your gut. Like, if you're feeling it, listen to it. If you're not feeling it and you're thinking like, you know, something else is going to serve me better right now, whether it's my own visualization or imagery, like cheers to you. Like do what feels right. right for you in the moment. I mean, let me tell you guys, when I was at home in like very active labor, I was in the bathtub. I don't really honestly know for how long because it was like a complete time warp. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say like probably six hours. Oh, man. And I would just like empty it halfway and keep filling it back up. And like your voice was literally on loop for hours. <laughs> hours. <laughs> so I had the two different recordings. Like I did one for one was like pain relief. Mm-hmm. And another one was I don't even know. Whatever. It was more like visualizing the process. Yeah. And yeah, then, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And that's literally what I did. Like and it was it's amazing. It's powerful. Yeah. I was like and completely the- like and the more you hear planet. it, the more that it's almost like planting a seed in your subconscious. So it's mm-hmm. like then you want to nourish that seed. You want to evolve that seed. Well, the more you listen to it, the more you're going to nourish and let that seed evolve um, because then it's just going to come second nature mm-hmm. as to what's being said and then what's going through your mind. Um, when I remember that because so, you told me to listen to as much as possible like before, before. I was in labor. So uh-huh. then my you know subconscious was just like, boom, yep, there we go. Right. Like, yep, I know this. Yeah. This is familiar to me. I got it. It's amazing. I'm like your biggest fan. Anyone. Aww. I mean. And I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing to have each other, right? Totally. <laughs> anyone that is pregnant. I mean, anyone with anything. But man, if you're going to have a baby anytime soon, absolutely do a session with Andrea. It will like, I honestly don't know what I would have done without the. Oh, hypnosis. you're strong. You're so strong. I mean, it's amazing. So I'd love to know because all of our experts that we interview have such good resources too. Like, do you have some great books you would recommend where people can learn more, especially about the subconscious mind? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I would say like 
and that's a good one. And I'm now I'm totally blanking. Um, many lives, many masters. That's what it is. Um, mm-hmm. that's the first book and I forget who it's by. So let me look. Um, sorry. No problem. Cause it's so good. Um, this is like the first book that I read even before I started school. I think it was like right at the brink of starting school, but super good. Um, Brian Weiss is who, um, wrote it many okay. lives, many masters. Um, and that is extremely, extremely interesting. It goes through some hypnosis as well as some past life, um, therapy that he used. And then, um, outside of that, um, I think there's a lot of beautiful resources and even just like articles or whatnot on, um, the school that I went to on their website. They just have like a lot of like live videos where you can kind of like you know, cater to however your learning style is. Maybe it's not reading, maybe it's like visually seen. Um, so that's the hypnosis motivation Institute as well as I, my website, which I'm super pumped on is going to be being launched here within the next few weeks. And so I will have some more information on there. So it'll probably Um, be launched by the time this podcast episode goes. Yes. Hopefully it will for sure be up by then. So yeah, it will. Um, so yeah, I would say that. And if not, and you're looking for other like specifics, um, whether it's, you know, different content or whatnot, just reach out to me and I'd be happy to guide you in whatever direction. For sure. Now let's say someone is looking for a hypnotherapist or to refer someone to a hypnotherapist. I know, I mean, in the health and wellness world, of course you want to work with someone that knows what they're doing. Right. Especially with hypnotherapy. So are there certain things you'd recommend people look for, certain specific certifications? I have a hard time with certifications. And I think that's just something I've like worked through with you and whatnot on my own is just because like I feel like my whole life it was certification, CPA, graduate. Right. You need this title. You need it. You need it. You need it. And I really do think that you do need the experience, you do need the education 100%. But I think that what we talked, what we kind of touched on first and foremost, too, is like how you feel with the person, too. Mm-hmm. Because no matter what certification they have, if you're not comfortable with them, you're not going to benefit and probably yeah. not going to want to work with them. So I would say, like, obviously, you want them to be certified, a certified hypnotherapist. Um, I'm biased just because I think my school was so phenomenal and right. just like how they taught like the program and the education and the real experience that they gave us that anyone from HMI, I, you know, could vouch that they would probably be a very highly qualified and incredible hypnotherapist. Right. Um, but if not, I have like specific referrals that I always will send people to if I feel like it's like a better fit. Um, And I would say just because of the tools that I use on a day-to-day basis, someone who also incorporates NLP as well as EFT, Mm -hmm. I think would be a really powerful combination of, you know, a practitioner that you could look into. Right. I think that's a good point. If they have other tools in their toolbox too, you know, it just gives them more to work with. Right. And every hypnotherapist is so dramatically different, which is the beauty of it. I mean, there's so many different outlets you can go in hypnotherapy. And so um, really what I would recommend is once you find people, like set up a call, set up a meet and greet, set Mm -hmm. up and go get coffee and like really just talk to them, see what their approach is, see what their beliefs are, see what, you know, their strategies are and see if it aligns with you. Right. You'll know if you have that conversation or meet with them, if it's a good fit for sure. Absolutely. And so, okay, well, let's talk. How do our people find you? What's your social? What's your website? How can people reach out? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my s- 
social media is curiously present. Um, and my website will also be curiously present.com. Uh-huh. Um, and then if not, I am open to, you know, Instagram messages. I'm open to calls, texts, um, right. emails. I'll get back to you, whatever is easiest platform for you. Um, and I can share with you, um, all that goodness. Um, awesome. I don't know what the best way is to do that, but yeah. Well, we'll link your contact information in the show notes for this Perfect. episode. So we'll throw your email, your, you know, Instagram handle and your website on there. So then you guys can get in touch with Andrea, however you feel fit. And then why don't you tell our listeners, Andrea has a very generous, um, promo for you guys. Absolutely. So I, um, would love to offer anyone who's listening to this podcast, um, a new client special. So I would be willing to do the first and second session, um, for two fifty, which is, um, normally 300 for the first and second session. So if you are interested at all, or if you even just want to hear more or see if, you know, if we align, reach out and I'd be happy to give you more info. All right. So you guys feel free to reach out to Andrea. We will link all the information below and I will link to the resources she mentioned as well. So you can also learn more about hypnosis and the subconscious mind. Um, But thank you so much, Andrea. This was wonderful. And thank you, Abby. This was such a beautiful conversation as always. I appreciate you. Me too.